this ball is really light, by the way. Yeah, yeah, we pumped it. My yeah, son's yeah. favorite ball. But um, usually you, you just hold it down the bottom. Yeah. Instead of putting all the way up right there, you do the whole motion. So you bend your knee a little bit and then just get up. And then oh, just like, like that. that. Just like that. It looks so easy. <laughs> Give it a go. <laughs> I'm going to take a shot. This is the first shot I've shot in a long time. Nearly. Completely missed it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm terrible. <laughs> Getting there. I'm Wilhelmina Shrimpton, and from News Hub, this is The Pivot, a series of stories about sudden change and new beginnings, all in the time of COVID. Davy Chen spent 14 years working in the travel and tourism industry. Bright-eyed and fresh out of tourism college, he scored his first job at a backpackers in 2006. And by 2014, he was working in the big leagues at Flight Centre. But as COVID reared its ugly head in 2020, flights were grounded and the bright lights of tourism began to fade. Tourism industry CEO Chris Roberts. The redundancy started last week. Thousands of people have already been given redundancy notices. Many, many businesses will be closing this coming week. By October last year, the company had shut around 80 stores and laid off hundreds of staff. And Davey was one of them. But tourism wasn't his only passion. And after a bit of soul-searching, he decided it was time to turn his side hustle into a full-time gig. So he launched a videography business called Big Bright Media a month later in November. This is audio of Davy Chen's journey of film. Alrighty, so it is no mistake that we're here at a basketball court shooting hoops because this is your favourite thing to film. Yeah. Why? I love basketball when I'm growing up. This is rebound Jordan past Chucky Brown. Every Sunday uh, back in China, uh, my granddad used to sit me down and watch basketball, and, and that's how I started. And now Michael Jordan with two free throws will seal the game. And about a million. Sports was basically one of the first things you started filming, right? Yeah. Tell me about yeah the first thing that you properly filmed, and it was it was sports related. So I went to this event in 2013 because I love basketball, and then kind of progressed into sneakers. And I just decided to pull my camera out and start filming, interview everybody. Next thing you know, I had a chance to take my son on a South American holiday, just two of us. So um, I just took a whole bunch of video of him traveling around Argentina and Brazil. Last time I checked, it's got 900k views on wow. it. Wow! Oh so goodness. I thought I You're might onto have something. Yeah, I'm onto something. <laughs> I always had the back of my mind video is something that I love, and I, if there is an opportunity, I will continue doing what I'm doing. So it was kind of by chance almost that you sort of stumbled up on this new passion. Yeah, absolutely. A passion that until last year was nothing more than a hobby, because before 2020, his nine to five was dominated by his other love for travel and tourism. How low do flight centre airfares go? We Tell me a little bit about when you started in tourism and how you worked your way up to flight centre. So I always had a thing for travelling the world and getting paid for it. So it was natural for me to find a tourism job. And when you got into flight centre, um, how did you feel when you got that role? Because it's kind of the, one of the bigger travel and tourism companies. When I get to my recruitment interview, um, they show a picture of what they call it the global gathering. So what they will do, they will put in a couple of high achievers from the company um, every year from all over the world and get to one place in the world and they will have this two-day celebration. So once I saw that video, I just got so into the company. And also I always heard um, good reputation about the company and how they train its staff 
But once I get into the role, I realized that it's an amazing company to work for because they did give me all the skill I need to be able to do my job as well as give me opportunity to travel the world and get paid for it. And after spending time doing the hard yards on the travel agent side of things, Davey realised he had more than just one string to his bow. So my manager at the time basically saying, why don't you get a job at Flytech? That's the IT department of the head office. So um, I followed through after a few years. So become um, the IT department at the Flytech looking after the reservation system for the whole New Zealand. But his time in Flight Centre's IT team was sadly short-lived and made even harder by the fact he was tasked with processing the company's redundancies as global travel suddenly ground to a halt. Yeah, it was very hard because as part of the IT job, we were processing all those termination notice. So you're seeing all your friends' names show up, you feel really bad because you know those people. Um, I know their families, I know what their situation's like. A few people are uh, single parents, um, they have kids that are depending on them. It's, it's quite bad, especially when you're in isolation, when you work remotely from home, you just never know when is your turn. Um, two weeks before the end of October, I got a uh, phone call from, my, uh, from one of the upper management saying that, hey, um, we're going to be sending you an email regarding of redundancies. I knew that was going to happen, but I always think optimistically, try not to envision that that's happening. Um, hope for the best, but it still happened. It just came out of nowhere. Could you even foresee the fact that you would have lost your job? You know that you did your best at your job and you know that you pour your heart and soul into it. Um, and, and then find out, um, end of the day, you just know the number um, in the corporate environment. It's quite, you know, quite sad. But while the loss of his job left an empty void, it also left Davey with ample time to do a bit of soul searching and figure out his next move. Um, I originally planned a holiday around the same week before I knew I was made redundant. Um, so I decided to let my family all go because um, they, they arranged with another uh, family friend of ours. So I decided to just stay behind by myself so I have the space and time to think about what I want to do and without any distraction. I, I, it was good to have that empty space because I can scream all I want to. I definitely share a few tears. Um, uh, being a father, um, you want to be the role model of your kids. We try not to show tears in front of them so that they don't get pressure into, you know, oh, is there something wrong? Um, always trying to show the strong side, but um, they were quite understanding. <laughs> um, nothing, I feel, you know, bowl of ice cream wouldn't fix, <laughs> and they kind of just got, got over it. Once I know what I wanted to do, I um, messaged my wife, hey, um, I think it's time for me to do something that I really love instead of going back to another corporate job and sitting on this and doing nine to five. And she just asked me what I want to do. And I say, look, um, I always had a passion of making videos. As soon as she hears like, if that's what you want to do, go for it, I will support you. Don't worry about not bringing any <laughs> salaries in the first year, the second year. Um, I will support you as long as it takes. She's just basically very supportive from day one. The second day I decided to register my company and start my videography business. Despite all of the support in the world, Davey still couldn't help but feel a little bit nervous about the uncertain road ahead of him. Even so, he knew in his heart it was the push he needed 
and the light among the dark. You know, like it's, it's quite daunting because you are going into a brand new territory. When you work in the flight center, when you work in such a good company, they had a really good culture and you kind of stop looking around. You, you kind of forgot about what you really love and what you're passionate about. I mean, I love travel, but it's, I know that I'm, my passion is actually in video making. Being made redundant actually gave me that opportunity to say, okay, I need to make a change and this is what I'm going to do. And once he was comfortable with his career change, he began to change and evolve his new passion. Um, so every single trip that I take, there's a chance I will just film it and put it together. I want to do something different. I want to tell a little bit of story. We had a family holiday to Hawaii, and instead of filming the whole family and doing it all around, I just literally had a camera following my son and my daughter, and I put it together like a little love story. Two young people meet up in Hawaii, develop this puppy love kind of thing. And I put it on YouTube again, just got large amount of views. Did you have to retrain in anything? I know you've gone from being an expert in one field, but now you're having to be finance, IT, a creative, a resourcing, a manager at the same time. So um, I looked up what I need to do to start a business. Everything was brand new to me, um, from registering my company name and come up with a company name actually, thanks to my wife. She actually uh, come up with my, um, my company name, which is Big Brian Media. Um, that's actually my Chinese name. I was thinking about the name, I was throwing some ideas around. She just said, why don't you just use Big Brian Media? That's your name. And I thought that was the greatest idea I ever heard. So I just go with it. Luckily, I, I got a um, good accountant and a financial advisor. When you start something new, you always want to do everything. My wife actually set me straight. Um, you need to find your niche rather than I want to do wedding, I want to do events, I want to do basketball. Sounds like your wife is a very wise woman. She is. <laughs> She's super smart. I'm very lucky to meet her in the backpacker just by chance. She decided to move here half a year after we met. And then, um, long story short, we got two kids 10 years later. Have there been any hard moments where you've doubted yourself in this process? Yes, absolutely. Um, because it's very technical what I'm doing and you want to make sure your client get the best production value and so you kind of put pressure on yourself to do the best video that you can. I make sure that I ask other videographers from their experience so I sit down with quite a few of them just, just to pick their brains and also I like watching tutorial and things like that, that's how I learn. When you're getting started in video it can be frustrating because there's a lot to learn when it comes to the camera settings. Because these days you can find all the information that you need online so you can learn all sorts of skill by just watching YouTube and so far fingers crossed it hasn't been any complaints <laughs> everything's been, <laughs> been so far so good um, and set yourself a goal if you don't set yourself a goal you don't know where you're gonna be and it's very hard it's very important to have a plan especially business plan you have to set a two-year goal at least um, where you see yourself within two years and it seems like his two-year plan is starting to take off pretty quickly when was your first client. So it was literally about two weeks after I um, started my company, I was just chatting casually with one of my friends, who, um, Brian, he's the owner of Nike Brutomar, um in downtown. And especially when I found out that during the COVID, he didn't lay off any of his staff. Um, he just kept all the staff on regardless whether they're able to work or not, so he didn't fire anybody. He basically suggested me, why don't you shoot a little commercial for me? So that's how I got my first, first paid job, I guess. How was that day for you? It was amazing because everything that you prepare for for the last few months 
come to fruition. It's like a creation that you made. It's like an art piece that you made that you can present. It's your, it's your Mona Lisa <laughs> that you can present it to your client and, um, and something that they are happy and proud of showing their family and all their clients, um, which is amazing feeling. How busy have you been since you've launched and you know, would we know some of your clients and would people recognize some of the brands you've worked with? Yeah, um, I, I source out um, my business um, myself. Actually, I usually contact, contact the businesses that I use personally, um, like this physiotherapist. I suggest them, I only came across you guys by chance and you guys opened up a shop right next to my shop. That's how I knew you guys. But when I searched online, I couldn't find anything related to your shop. So why don't I make a video for you so that increase your, help you to increase your Google ranking? He heard it, I was like, yeah, why not? Um, so that's my second job, actually. <laughs> after that, it's just been word of mouth. But then again, we had another few lockdowns after that. A um, lot of business kind of cutting down their costs and they can't really do much of promotion. I go back to my drawing board and went to, um, started doing my second documentary of the sneaker documentary. So I made a New Zealand sneakerhead documentary, um, 2021. Um, put it on YouTube about about a month ago now, it's got 70,000 hits now. We're queuing outside Nike Brennemark for some dunks that are dropping. There's four different colorways dropping. And, and that kept me busy because it took me literally five months to put all those pieces together and make it into a two hour feature length um, documentary. Um, so that's how I kept myself busy um, when there's not many local clients. And then now um, it's when things are more settled, I'm, out there and talking to local business and trying to get more opportunity to work. For Davey, he's come full circle and all the way back to where his passion was born on the basketball court. But part of that circle is about pain at Ford. He's done it tough and still managed to score and wants others to do the same. To me, it's only natural to me because I know tons of my colleagues actually lost their job during COVID and some of them started their own business. So I thought, why don't I start helping them first? So my business is specialised in helping small and medium business to kind of increase their Google ranking so that when the customer is looking for something that they need, they will be the one that first come up on their Google pages. Not every company can afford like a TV commercial and YouTube, Google is actually really good to provide that platform for small and medium business. I would like to helping them to be uh, the best they can be and also at the same time I can educate myself, keep learning and become the best I can be so I can show my children what you can do if you put your put your mind to it. So a lot of this has been your own hustle really, you've created your own opportunities and I know like you say you've sort of gone around and been like I can do this and I know a lot of people who start a new business may potentially not have that confidence to do it but do you think people in the words of Nike should just do it? Yep. Just do it, absolutely. If you don't do it, you always ended up guessing, oh, what would happen if I'd done this? Just do it. And he did. And so did we, by heading back onto the court to shoot a few more hoops, back where it all began. Without the lockdown mm -hmm. and your redundancy, do you think that you ever would have turned this into a full-time career? I needed that push. So lockdown actually helped me to think more what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, and being made redundant actually put me in the position, okay, I need to think what I wanted to do. Um, I mean, I can find another corporate job, 
work in another corporate environment, just work for other people, or I can make something that I'm going to be proud of and when my kids and their kids look back, they can see something on the net and, and they're going to be enjoy watching. That's more important to me, I think. Create some sort of legacy. Just basically wanted to inspire my kids mm. to follow their passion in mm. the future, hopefully. So for people at home who might have these dreams and they're going, well, I'm not qualified or I can't afford a course. Again, just do it. <laughs> and then you will learn from, sometimes you learn from your mistake. Hopefully not like life threatening mistake, but just um, keep practicing. Eventually you will be really good at it. I'm taking your tips on board. Let's see if I can actually get one in. Net. Oh, oh, nice, nothing with the net. If there was a net. I did it. If there was a job. net, you'd hear that Yes, switch sound. sound. Yeah. That's a beautiful sound. Nothing but net. I'm Wilhelmina Shrimpton, and this has been The Pivot. It's been my absolute pleasure to bring you stories of inspiring Kiwis and their career pivots. This is the last episode of our series, and thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to hear more from our podcasting team, head over to newshub.co.nz forward slash podcasts.